Hello, superstars. This is Sandhya Taneja, and I'm the host of Traversing the 20s, Getting Through Our 20s Together. Thanks for tuning in today. So in this episode, I'm actually going to talk about something semi-controversial and something that you may not necessarily agree with, and that's about not making your career your entire life. So I remember a little while back when I met my friend Zoe for the first time in person. She went to law school with me and we became friends and we texted and video chatted each other, but there's something different about meeting in person. So I went to DC, we drank coffee, we talked about life and school, and she gave me beautiful tulips and we got gelato. It was pretty much the best first hangout in the history of first hangouts. But there was something that really appealed to me. She asked, so outside of law school, what do you like to do? And that was such a refreshing change. I mean, of course, I forgot every hobby I've ever had. It's like when someone asks you, oh, what's your favorite movie? And you forget every movie that you've ever watched in your entire life. Sadly, a lot of the people I know don't have hobbies. And if any of you people are listening right now, listen, I love you a lot, but you cannot make school or work your entire life. I know a few of my friends would disagree on this. They will say that early on in our careers, we need to put everything we have into our job and or school. People value different things, and that's fine. I just don't think I'll ever be the kind of person that works 22 hours a day every day. One, because I don't do well on less than four hours of sleep a night, but also because there are so many other things that I get to experience in life that are outside the walls of my office and beyond my computer. But when I think about my life right now, I think about being a law clerk, being a daughter, a sister, a friend, and a confidant. I think of the shows that I watch on Netflix and the books I read on my deck when the sun is shining and I don't have a care in the world. I think about the things I do to procrastinate studying, the board games I like to play, and the places I like to walk and visit. I think about the coffee shops I like to go to when I want to hang out by myself, and I think about the smell of the fresh fruit and vegetables at the farmer's market I like to frequent on the weekends. I think about those interactions with friends that instantly put you in a great mood, and I think about those weekends spent with loved ones where you don't even know where the time went. I think about blogging and sharing this podcast with all of you, just because I want to. I think I had a pretty lucky childhood too. My parents took every opportunity they had to teach me and my brother new things, and they always encouraged us to have multiple interests outside of being good students. They encouraged extracurriculars, spending time volunteering with local organizations, and they enrolled us in multiple sports and art classes of drawing, singing, dancing, etc. And I think that pushed me to continue to have interests outside of work. I realized that I never want to be one of those people whose entire life is her job. I know that some people aren't as lucky as me. I know that some people can't afford to think about things besides work because it's what they need to do to take care of their family and themselves, and I'm fully cognizant of that. But if you have the opportunity to have hobbies, then I think it's important to find one. If one thing is your entire life, then what are you going to do if something happens to that thing and it disappears? I recently attended a talk with Trevor Noah, and he, like many people, said he measures success by happiness. And I absolutely love that. The idea of measuring success by happiness and not hours worked, money made, time spent on the computer, that sounded fantastic. An example for me would be podcasting. Those of you who know, or can even just look on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to this podcast, know that I've been on major hiatus for these episodes. So much so that when I logged into Adobe Audition, I didn't remember how to record an episode. It took me a good five minutes before I started recording to figure out how do I do this. But here I am. I want to say it's because I was busy with my hobbies, but frankly, the creativity bug was missing for the last few months. So I'm hoping it's back now. But if I only measured my podcast success by the number of views, listen, likes, or interactions that it got, 
that I feel that I would keep trying to write and record episodes that I think people would want to listen to and not talk about the things that I actually wanted to talk about. Last week, I had a law clerk reception where all the judges introduced their law clerks to the other judges. When my judge was introducing me, she bragged about my blog and my podcast, and she said, I really love it when young people, particularly women, know that they have something important to say and share with the world, and they go ahead and say it. I think that's incredible. I may be paraphrasing because I was fairly emotional while this was happening, and may have low-key blocked the whole thing out. I remember telling her thank you at the end, and that's pretty much it. But I think that's great. We should be saying the things we want because we feel it's important, and we should be doing the things we want to do because it makes us happy. And we should be engaging in hobbies that we want to simply because they're fun. At the reception, it was so great hearing all the fun facts that the judges shared about their law clerks. People's lives are so brilliant, and people do such cool things. I have friends who love rock climbing, friends with their pilot licenses, and friends who create personal challenges for themselves every spring that they work towards completing. And you know what? It can be anything. Anything in your life that enriches it and makes it better. Those of you who keep up with my blog know that lately I've been on a Lizzie McGuire kick, where I'm just rewatching Lizzie McGuire episodes because they're fun, also because I love Hilary Duff. In this episode, Gordo is trying to figure out when he's going to go from feeling like a boy into a man. And there's a scene between Lizzie and her dad where Lizzie's telling her dad that the feeling of being an adult slash grown up hasn't kicked in yet for Gordo. So she starts off by saying, Gordo still feels like a kid. And her dad responds and says, yeah, I remember what that feels like. It feels light. Like eating an ice cream cone and it's dripping down the side of your hand. Or you're playing baseball on the street and the sun's about to set. Or staying up late just because it's fun. And Lizzie laughs and she's like, well, why else would you stay up? And of course, the dad gives a reality check and says, well, sometimes because it's the only time you have to eat your dinner or pay your bills or do your laundry. But it's okay because by the time you get to go to sleep, you really feel like you accomplished something for yourself and for your family. It's a nice feeling. And it was one of those scenes that made me feel really nostalgic about being a kid and getting two pages of homework a night and then playing with my friends for hours and going to different sports practices and dance class and doing nothing on the weekends besides sleeping in and playing computer games like Freddy Fish, Putt-Putt, Treasure Mountain. Okay, and there was a game that I used to play a lot but I cannot remember it. And you all have to help me figure this out because it's been driving me crazy. I've been on this crazy Reddit and Google rabbit hole. So I'm gonna try now. And seriously, any help I can get figuring this game out will be awesome. So the main character was a girl and her dad was in it too. And the graphics are fairly cartoonish and there were a lot of different activities in the game. But the part that I remember very clearly is that you would go up this like, beanstalk thing or maybe it wasn't even a beanstalk but it was something I think it was and you'd be up in the clouds and there was something to do with cakes like delivering cakes or making cakes or I don't know something and you had a plane and you would fly and I know that's pretty much nothing to go off of but if anyone has any idea what I'm talking about for this game please reach out to me and tell me what this game is because I will forever be in your debt it was a CD game. It was late 90s to early 2000s. I can't remember the year and I can't remember anything else about the game. But seriously, please email me if you know what I'm talking about because I will forever be in your debt or at least enough for a $5 gift card to Starbucks because this is driving me crazy. Anyway, I digress. My point is that as a kid, when I wasn't at school and I wasn't doing homework, then I did not think about school once. My sole goal after school was to have fun and to relax. And somewhere along the way, all of that changed. 
My life became all about school and all about work all the time. I will say, I think the pandemic helped to change that. At first it was difficult because my sanctuary and my workplace was the same place, and all the professors gave triple the work they normally did, and I didn't even have the metro to sit on and daydream for three hours a day. So I had to create other breaks and other boundaries, setting only specific times of the day to work, making sure that I would go on walks, and playing a lot more board games with my family. In a way, the pandemic brought us all a little bit closer. Now that the pandemic is hopefully winding down, I want to keep that going. I'll still work hard at work, which means sometimes working even after I come home, or working on the weekends. But since I have the luxury of living a well-balanced life, I should pretend that I'm still 6 years old selling lemonade to the neighbors. Or that I'm 10 years old and going to the neighborhood with my brother on our Razor scooters. Or I'm 15 talking on the phone with my friend for hours at a time even though we just spent the whole day in high school together. But we're in such a rush to grow up. And why? I've been talking a lot with my friends about the nostalgia of childhood and how being in your 20s makes you feel like every decision you make impacts the rest of your life. But when we were kids, we would make a decision, and if it wasn't the right one, then we'd apologize, learn from our mistakes, and then move on. But what if we forget about all that and do the things that make us happy? And we build our life outside of work and our jobs and our career, and then maybe we'll be a little happier because of it. And I know there are a lot of articles out there about living a well-balanced life, and I'm nowhere close to being well-balanced, and don't you think that I'm trying to convince you otherwise? But I think actively trying to be better than yesterday is a good first step. I think depending on what stage of your life you're in, your priorities are different. So depending on what stage of your life you are in, determine what your priorities are and focus on that. So I'm just going to tell you what works for me. And it may not work for you, and that's fine. But at least for me, first, it helps to create a schedule. I love my planner. Shout out to Golden Coil. They did not pay me to say this, but I love my Golden Coil planner. I would be nowhere without it. But in addition to scheduling work events, deadlines, and coffee hangouts, I also like to schedule relaxation time and free time, which makes me feel like I can allocate time to do nothing, or do whatever I need to do to relax. Lately, it's been watching Lizzie McGuire. Recently, I've also gotten into planned worry time, where if something really big is stressing me out, then I'll allocate time to worry about it. And I know that sounds insane, but just hear me out. Let me give an example. Back when I was studying for the bar, it was really easy to get into a spiral every night about how difficult the exam is, how only 50% of people pass, and how all of this hard work at law school could have been for nothing. You know the drill. But every evening after I studied and I started worrying, I'd say, alright, you are going to stress about this for 45 minutes, so until 8pm, and then you're going to go downstairs and watch a movie. And funny enough, allowing myself to feel those emotions and letting them pass through me actually helped a lot. And most of the time, I wouldn't even take the whole time to worry. After 15 minutes, I'd say, alright, that's good, time to watch something. Some days were of course harder than others, but it definitely felt like I was making progress. Third, prioritizing your physical health feels like a great balance for me. Days when I actually drink 8 glasses of water a day, they are rare. Days when I wake up and do some workouts with resistance bands. And days when I go to bed after working out in my basement. Those are fantastic days. And I think making time for your family and friends is really important too. Weekly calls or video chats with your family, or if you live with them, then having dinner together or playing games together. Or if you're not close with your family, then the friends that you've made along the way that have turned into family. Let's be real, balance is something that we all struggle with. But maybe this week, take some time to do something just for you. 
And not because other people are telling you to or because you need to for work or because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mute those work notifications. Start a new hobby you've wanted to for years but never did because you never had the time or because you were scared. And at least for one decision a week for the rest of April, prioritize your happiness. That is it for this episode. For those of you who have been listening to the last two know that I have a setup for the conclusion, but I want to make a change. In the last two episodes, I talked about a 20-something-year-old that is really killing it in life. But after a lot of reflecting, I decided against doing that segment again. It's so easy to be inspired by the people around us, and I think everyone who is following their dreams is so lucky and I wish them the best. But I don't ever want to give off the impression that you have to succeed in your 20s or that if you're nowhere where you want to be, then you're somehow falling behind. Because that is not true. And I don't want to further contribute to this cycle, so I'll be ending that segment. But I will continue with the listener questions if I have any and continue to do one thing I'm grateful for per episode. So one thing I'm grateful for is living at home. Yesterday I was feeling really sick and whenever I'm sick I get really sad. So I sat in bed and I asked my mom and dad to sit in my room with me. So they got two chairs and sat down in my room and chatted away and gave me company. It was just nice to have that silent company. Sometimes they were on their phone, sometimes I was playing Candy Crush, but it was just nice for them to be there. And if I lived alone, I'd be sick alone too. But it's really nice to have that and to have people to hug whenever I come home from work. So that's what I'm grateful for this week. And I actually have a listener question, so I'm very excited. Today's listener question is actually a three-part question. It is, what are some ways to deal with insecurity, lack of confidence, and anxiety? This is such an important question because I don't know a single person who doesn't have to deal with these hard-hitting emotions all the time, especially when they feel overwhelmed and are constantly in environments where you're being pressured to perform your best every time. I think I'm actually going to answer two of them together and then the third one separately. So something that really helped me with being insecure and lack of confidence was realizing that no one else is doing exactly what I want to be doing. Now, you probably hear this and you're like, um, Sandhya, there's a ton of people that are lawyers. But I don't mean just what I'm doing now. I mean, of all the moments that brought me here, there's no one else, I don't think, in the world that has every set of experiences the same as mine and in the same order as mine. But hey, if there's anyone out there who has all the same life experiences as me, then definitely reach out because we have a lot to talk about. But my decision in each of those moments, no matter whether it was the right thing to do or not, has led me to this moment where I'm sitting at my desk and recording this episode to you. Sometimes I sit here and wonder if anything I'm doing is right at all, and I feel like I'm messing things up, especially if I make a careless mistake at work that I should have caught, or I feel like everyone else knows what they're doing with their life except me. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. Humans are complicated. I think as long as we try to make the right decision based on the information that is given to us, then that is the best we can do. To quote Michael from The Good Place and a little bit of Chris Matakis too, what matters isn't if people are good or bad. What matters is if they're trying to be better today than they were yesterday. You ask me where my hope comes from, that's my answer. Now tackling anxiety is a much harder question. I don't know. And if I could bottle up the solution to tackling anxiety, I would freely give it to every single person I know, including myself. But I think self-compassion makes the biggest difference. Be patient with yourself, with your mistakes, and the very fact that we're human and we're all going through this together. Kristen Neff, the queen of self-compassion, says that having compassion for yourself means that you honor and accept your humanness. Things will not always go the way you want them to. 
you will encounter frustrations, losses will occur, you will make mistakes, bump up against your limitations, and fall short of your ideals. This is the human condition, a reality shared by all of us. The more you open your heart to this reality instead of constantly fighting it, the more you will be able to feel compassion for yourself and for your fellow humans in the experience of life. And I love that quote. Maybe if we get better at accepting that and forgiving ourselves for when we mess up, then we'll feel more confident in our success and more forgiving in our anxiety. Of course, when I'm in a spiral, then my brain takes leaps that my anxiety feeds into and the logic goes out the window. But if we're trying, that's what matters. And I think all of us are trying the best we can. That's it for today's episode. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or want to generally rant about life, feel free to email me at coffeeandcheckins at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or my blog. Also, if you know that CD game that I'm talking about, again, late 90s, early 2000s, then please contact me because seriously, this rabbit hole that I'm going through is literally giving me zero results. So in the meantime, wishing you all a very happy and well-rounded week ahead. This is Sandhya, and I'll see you next time on Traversing the 20s. <music>